Hey everyone, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day you happen to be listening to this fine podcast from your friends here at Dude Solutions. I'm here once again, my buddy Bob Bittner. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day out today, and I can't believe how warm it's been out, Mark. It's just incredible. You're walking around in North Carolina in short sleeves and t-shirts after Thanksgiving, and the first day of December was just unbelievable. (laughs) But you know what I've heard? Lay it on me. What do you hear? I heard it's going to get cold real fast here in the next couple of days. You know, so uh, as the the token New Englander of the team that was out hanging up his Christmas lights wearing uh, shorts and a t-shirt this year, it was really nice, but um, it was like in the 30s heading out this morning, so it's starting to feel a bit northernly. And uh, So do you watch Game of Thrones? I don't. You don't? You strike me as a Game of Thrones. Like I picture you going to like all the conferences and dressing up like knights and stuff. You know, like I, that. I've uh, I've heard about it. I know a little bit about it, but uh, maybe I should start doing that. <laughs> what night is that on? Maybe we can. I don't know, man. I, I binge view everything. It's on my HBO app. But um, no, you know, one of the things that, uh, that that keeps popping up in my head. There's a meme that's going around, and it it says winter is coming. And um, you know, when we look at the the mercury starting to drop, and as we talk about. You know, with our clients, what are the next big things to get ready for winter's coming? And that always makes me think of energy consumption, right? You know, I, uh, uh, you talk about winter. I watched a show last night. Now, here, this is my show. Do you, do you ever watch the Big Machines in Alaska uh, oh, show? Yeah. And I was watching that last night. And uh, some huge snow removal equipment up there. Unbelievable what those guys have to put up with to get the aircraft in and out of uh of alaska during the winter time and uh, so they're all they're already cold up there and uh, it's right around the corner here matter of fact uh, i know a lot of our listeners uh across the states already have had snow this winter yeah and uh have had to deal with it already yeah we've had some colleagues that came in this week right and they had several hour delays as they came in from around the around the country so it's it's snagging things up already so I, I think that, you know, and this has been a, a hot topic in the hallway here this week and energy costs and, and how do you control it. And, you know, I was working with, with some of the other folks here on the marketing team. We're going through some of the, the research projects we've done recently. And no matter what year we go back to, uh, it seems like energy costs are always, especially in schools, kind of the second highest cost center right behind personnel. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Every time there's a season change, it's always a good opportunity, and it, it kind of raises its head again. What? How do I have to prepare for the winter? And then in the springtime, you get, how do I have to prepare for the huge cost of air conditioning? So it's on people's mind right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I winterize my buildings? How do I take advantage of, um, of making sure that I'm minimizing the cost of utilities? And there's a lot of great reasons for doing that. But the bottom line is, in most organizations, it all revolves around that dollar sign, right? Yeah. Amen. Um, and and the, where the rubber meets the road, everybody is concerned about finances. And so if you're in an education system, uh, I don't know an education system in the world that's flush with money. And uh, particularly here in the U.S., every educational institution is scrappling for dollars and uh, being able to minimize costs. And they look at their facilities, they look at their energy engineers 
to help them save money in that energy space. And the same way with all of our other vertical markets that we support. Um, you know, people that lives in towns and communities, they don't wanna go out and see uh, lots of lights on in buildings and they're not being occupied. Yep. I'm, you're wasting my tax dollars. So that's always a, a concern. And so this time of year, it's always a good reminder. What are we doing to uh, minimize that cost? In our, in our uh, private sectors, uh, we look at that and it's always a straight, every dollar that you can save on energy is a straight bottom line addition. Goes right to market improvements. And, right? uh, and so many of, of uh, those organizations are working on such small margins anyhow that uh, any amount that you can be put back in from an energy dollar standpoint uh, is a real uh, asset to the company. And you can really benefit from it. And I, I really encourage, uh, we, we often talk about telling our story on this podcast, how you tell your story. But I, I really encourage our, uh, our energy managers, our facility managers out there to let people know about what they're saving and what they're doing. Absolutely. A lot of times they keep it quiet and uh, so they don't get the full credit uh, what they're doing and get the recognition. Hey, we are doing a good job. We are saving money. We're, uh, we're being good stewards of what taxpayers have provided us, what customers have provided us mm -hmm. uh, as far as money to spend and, and uh, really to kind of toot their horn a little bit about those things. Yeah, and you know, what I think is, is really cool too is I, I feel like, um, you know, sometimes you, you wonder is, is energy really that controllable, right? I, I can't control the weather, I have a building with however many hundreds of occupants and I can't police who turns the lights on or off. And I mean, I, I really think the bottom line is what we've learned through our 16 plus years of doing this as a company is that it's, it's an eminently controllable expense. and. There are, there are lots of different pockets where energy costs can rise and fall in ways that you can you can impact that. But when I think about it in kind of two broad categories, there are, you know, you mentioned it earlier, what are the types of things you can do to winterize and, and ready your facilities or ready your grounds for the coming winter? And then also, what are the things you can do through things like, you know, just being able to better monitor where your energy consumption is going going to. So maybe you can share with us just from your background, Bob, kind of give us a little info along those two lines and, and give us some tips and tricks that we can look for. Sure. And, and first of all, you're exactly right. I mean, when you look at fixed cost versus variable cost, utilities are a variable cost. Mm -hmm. There's some fixed portion of it because you know you're going to have to have it, but you can control some of it. And uh, so there's a, there's a number of things. And I think that uh, no matter where a facility manager, an energy manager, an organization starts about being conscious and aware what is being spent for utilities is you just have to know data to start with. You've got to have access to the data. And I'll tell you, Mark, um, our utility companies don't make that very easy. Uh, they don't make it very easy to get understandable data. Mm -hmm. uh, they have set tariffs and rates in such a way that it's very difficult uh, to kind of break through uh, all of the things that's on an energy bill to be able to really say, what can I affect of this and what can I? And so um, it's important that uh, the facility manager, the energy manager, really try to truly understand uh, their information that they have. 
and they have to have some kind of a system and some kind of a uh, formula to follow to do that. So uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a big guy that hates cliche sayings. I just don't like them. Uh, no, I find that hard to believe. No, nobody given can, the, given nobody the can you drop during the day. Come on. Nobody can give 110%. Come on, <laughs> let's face it. 100 is all I can give. And, uh, but the old cliche saying, you, what you, uh, uh, you can't, um, um, I, what, I forget what it is even now. I, I, <laughs> you, you, can't you can't measure, you, you can't, can't measure. measure. Exactly, you can't control right. what you can't measure. But it is an appropriate uh, saying for this, uh, that if you really don't know where you are, then uh, how, do you, how do you find your way out? And yeah. so understanding the data, and there are a lot of people that can help with that. Okay, particularly in our public sector, most states have some kind of an energy office mm -hmm. in their state. And most of the time, those uh, folks in the energy office are more than willing to help come alongside uh, of our, our folks and help them understand uh, their utility bills and so forth. Uh, I'm very excited because we're getting ready to launch a, a new program uh, for monitoring our energy and utilities here at the Dude, and uh, in the in the new year, so I'm really excited about that. But whatever program you're using, you got to be able to to efficiently and effectively get that information in and out of the system, right. and be able to analyze what's going on with it. And then you also have to be able to say, well, now that I see this, what can I affect? That's what I was going to ask. So, what are the culprits? And, and so, see? so you know. What, what are the line items on there that I can affect? And so uh, utility providers usually have account representatives that you can call on and say, I need to understand what of this can I affect and how can you, Mr. Utility Provider, help me with this? Mm -hmm. For example, uh, right now, uh, Duke Energy, which is the energy provider here in our area and, and over a large part of the, of the East Coast, um, is offering a rebate program for installing new light fixtures, new LED light fixtures. Cool. And so for every light fixture that a client would install, Duke Energy will pay them. How much do you think, Mark? $20? Throwing darts $50? $75? they will pay $100 per light fixture for clients to pay, to turn, uh, to, to, uh, de-lamp the old lamps and put new uh, high-efficiency LED lamps in. Wow. And the reason they're doing that is because the cost for them, you say, what's the incentive for a utility provider to help you save money? What they're really trying to do is help save energy. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have to buy and build new power plants. And so if they can keep more customers happy with the same plants that they have and stay efficient with the delivery of that, it, it behooves them to spend money to get people to reduce the energy spend. And so I would have discussions with my utility provider to say, what kind of rebates, what kind of, uh, what, how can you help me save? And in doing so, a lot of times, um, you get better lighting, better efficiency in your buildings, uh, a better environment. And so when we look in the education environment and healthcare environment, uh, especially the light quality in a room 
has a lot of effect on, on the outcome of what's going on in that room, whether it's learning or, or operations or medical care, uh, a lot of influence about what, what the outcome is. So there can be a, a double benefit from yeah. it, if you will. But even besides that, say we, we're coming into the winter, I don't have a chance to, to change all the light fixtures out right now. Yeah. Uh, but really understand how buildings are being operated. Most buildings today have some type of a building automation system in it. Mm -hmm. And so I say to folks, hey, I know this is a little pain to do this, but after everybody goes home at night, go do a walkthrough. Make sure that equipment that's not supposed to be running is off, mm -hmm. that stuff that's supposed to be running is running, so you've got uh, protection from freezing and so forth, that that's all working. Make sure that you're just not wasting any, and just a walk around. A lot of times, big savings can be had by just walking through the building and doing some auditing and saying, how, how is energy being used in this building? Uh, the, uh, our computers and our monitors have become more efficient uh, energy-wise, but still people uh, will not turn on the energy uh, misers on their units and they'll walk into a classroom and you'll see them all lit up in the middle of the night. Right. And uh, so another one is making the occupants of the building aware and say, and put out some communication. Hey, we're running into this time of season. It's going to cost us more to heat these buildings now, uh, energy-wise. Here's a few tips that you can do. Make sure that when you leave the room that your computer monitors and your the, as much as you can turn off is turned off. Take the time. Uh, the light switches. Flip the light switch off when you leave the room. Most times when, a, uh, when you have occupancy sensors in a room that they'll be programmed for a certain period of time after you leave to turn the lights off. Right. The best occupancy sensor that has ever been made is your finger. <laughs> so walk out the room Flip the light switch off and let the room be dark while you're gone. Walk back in, flip the light switch on. It's not a hard thing to do. So my children will be listening to this podcast this weekend because that's something I've been trying to train them to do since they were you know, old enough to reach the light switch and it, it ain't working. But It ain't working. I, I think it's great too. It's a, it's a wonderful point in that everybody is empowered to be an energy manager to some degree, right? I mean... You, I think your example is a great one. Just getting into the good habits of switching off the light, making sure that your computer is set to have your screen, you know, go dark and go into power save mode after X number of minutes. Just like do the good hygiene things that you'd be surprised. Chip away a little bit at a time and it amounts to some real savings. Yeah, so often we look at very complex solutions when a lot of times you can gain so much by just behavioral kinds of things. So there's this whole behavioral influence and in energy management that needs to be looked at. And then how does that affect it? I think that, you know, if I think a, a great invention that we could come up with for this light switch, do the finger deal, is if when you turn the light switch off, out would come a handful of M&Ms or something, you know. <laughs> Put your hand under there, flip it off, you get three or four M&Ms, I get my reward, I'm off. Man, the light would be off all the time, right? So, uh, uh, you know, by people flicking the lights on and off but, just to get and, to and it's it's behavior, right? Yeah, it's behavior absolutely. modeling, and so how do you get people to care and be concerned? Mm -hmm. So here's another: when we get back to the measurement, 
and, and the visualization of that. People have to know what the cause and effect is. So if I fl flip the light off and I get some M&Ms, that's a personal reward to me. But also if I flip the lights off and I go out and I'm, I'm a, a student in a school, I can start seeing that, hey, I'm spending less money now on energy. I've set, our school has set some goals and I really have started to affect that because I'm starting to turn things off mm -hmm. and I'm starting to see a drive down. I have a competition with another school. I have another competition with another building in my portfolio of buildings of, of energy spend. And so a lot of those things are, are simple behavior that don't cost a lot of money. Uh, it might cost a lot of money if you start putting M&M dispensers on it after a while. But uh, not, nonetheless, but... maybe that would be something that Duke uh, Energy might pick up on and, and <laughs> compensate people for. No, but, I think it's great, the, the, just the awareness component of it and, and making it fun and making it not seem like this onerous task of, I, I can never chip away the, the size of that bill. It's my second largest expense. I can't impact it. Just changing that mindset. What I can tell you, it's not a one-person job. Right. It's not, a, it's not a king over energy that's going to make it happen. It's, they certainly can influence a lot of things, uh, but it really is best when it's uh, a behavioral, when you get people involved. Other things outside of that that the king can control you know, is looking at, like I said, uh, how building automation systems are programmed, the temperature set points that are mm -hmm. being set, and I think another thing is, no one is ever, uh, no one is ever happy in a full building of their, the temperature and environment that they're in. Right. And so, setting some parameters about what are the temperature guidelines, what what have we agreed to, as the proper range for this space, and our board um, of education, our town council, uh, our board of directors have approved that these are the temperature ranges that we're going to operate within. And so when you come in and say, I want it warmer or I want it colder in the summertime, you say, this is the, this is the range that we're going to operate in. And then and then the other things is um, look for the obvious. I mean, uh, sometimes I've gone into buildings and, um, Roof hatches have been left open, uh, and heat just blasting out sure. the uh, blasting out the roof. Uh, look for the obvious things around doors, good good sealing around doors and and around window glass, and pay attention to those uh, requests that you get in and say, "There's a draft in my in my office. There's a draft in my classroom. Investigate it. See what's causing it." Mm -hmm. and, and see if you can address those issues. So there's a lot of things that can be done that are low cost implications that really have a high return. But then I say, you gotta tell people what you've done. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta share that story and say, you know, we've saved this much money and we've saved the school system, we've saved the town, we've saved uh, the, uh, the, the community, we've saved our members uh, at, at our YMCA's uh, money and so now we're not going to have to ask for more taxes or we're not going to have to ask for more membership increases and so forth or because think, we're responsible and when you put it out there and you say golly if I don't have to increase my YMCA dues by five dollars a month because I was responsible 
in, in using utilities while I was there, that's a great thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think another great way to put it, just in, in terms of having people understand the magnitude of the impact, is uh, you can express it in terms of, I saved, we saved enough money in this school system this year to hire three more teachers. We saved the equivalent of three more teacher salaries or another two dozen laptop computers for students, right? Kind of get the impact where people feel exactly where that money could go to instead of being wasted on energy. Well, I, uh, I did a, a storyline one time for our principals at Wake County Public Schools that uh, that particular year, they were allotted $64 per student for textbooks. Mm-hmm. And the energy allotment per student was like $234. Wow. And I said, if you, and here's again of how you tell your story, if you save 10% on energy, what is the percentage increase of that that could be applied to textbooks or to some other program mm-hmm. or to save staff? When we had the big downturn in, in 08 of, of the economy and people were being laid off, we went back and revisited and we actually, I was given a goal to save $3 million uh, off of off my energy bill, and uh, we we accomplished that two years in a row. Um, yeah. And in doing yeah. so, though, we we put a communication out to our uh, to the all the staff uh, in the school system and said, "This is what." And they were laying a lot of teachers' aides off, and we're saying, "If we save this much on energy, this is how many teachers' aides." You can save by that. Very cool. And and uh, that's where their heart is. Mm-hmm. Their heart really isn't into saving money because the, the the reality of it is, and a lot of people take this mindset: the utility bill is going to get repaid regardless, because they're not going to let my electricity turn be turned off, right? right? Yeah. Uh, they're not going to let the water be turned off, so they're going to pay for that anyhow. That's a true statement. But how much they pay for it has a big impact on uh, what other programs might be cut or have influence on. A lot of times we look short-sighted that, that there's no impact to that, yeah. but there really is. And there's, there's a, I think, you know, just through the examples we discussed here, there's, there's definitely a huge impact. So, well, I think we're, we're coming to the end of yet another scintillating well, broadcast. So, so, you know, I think what you ought to do with your kids Late on me. is say, hey, it's getting close to Christmas time. For every light switch that goes off in here, you know, or, or better yet, for every one that stays on, that's that's just two dollars off the gift the gift uh, budget <laughs> for you for Christmas here. So uh, let's say the lights get off, and they say in thirty days you build a habit, so you got almost thirty days to to do that in. <laughs> well, I have a feeling there'll be owing dad money at the end of that one, but I like I like where you're going. Well, once again, thanks for taking your time with us today, Bob. Well, it's great being here, and uh, we hope uh, this has been helpful to people. Uh, just to just to rethink uh, and and restart kind of that conversation and those thoughts around how can I save energy? It's getting cold outside. How do you leverage that and use it as a jumping off point for uh, the people in their organization? Absolutely, we'd love to hear from you. So email us, tweet about us, hit us on LinkedIn or Facebook. Put in the comments below any any and all input. Nice would be nice, but 
any comments on how we can improve this and make it more useful for you would, would be great too. So with that, we're going to sign off for this week. Thanks again, Bob. Have a great day. Bye, everyone.